I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 136 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I am blessed to have another elite warrior joining me here for a Frogman Friday edition of the podcast. Former Navy SEAL officer Stu Smith will be here with me in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. Next week, I'll have another amazing group of dads joining me here, including slingshot inventor Mark Bell, pastor Ivy Marsh, and WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. So lock it in to First Class Fatherhood. All right, and Valentine's Day is coming up very soon here, and you guys are always hearing me speak about NFW watches. You should see the amazing line of women's timepieces available on nfwonline.com. Pick one up for your wife or your girlfriend. She's going to love it. The watches are badass, yet they're beautiful to look at. And if you use my promo code FATHER, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 15% off their entire order. You get free shipping inside the U.S., and $50 of your order is going to go towards Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. So get over to nfwonline.com. Use the promo code FATHER. All right, and since it's a Frogman Friday here, I'd like to mention that I am putting together my third collection of Navy SEAL interviews, which will include my conversations with Frogmen Craig Sawyer, Mike Ritland, Clint Emerson, Dom Rosso, and Marcus Luttrell. So look for that special collection of combat veterans to be coming next Friday for Frogman Friday. Okay, and I am working very hard here to bring you guys the best content I possibly can. If you're enjoying the show here, I would really appreciate it if you could get over to iTunes and drop me a quick rating or review. I know it doesn't seem like much, but it would really go a long way to help me end the podcast here. So if you can get to iTunes, hit me with that quick rating or review. I would greatly appreciate it. I can't say thank you enough for all the support you guys have given me so far. It's really overwhelming. I am very grateful for the opportunity to celebrate fatherhood here. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. So let's jump right into the action now with former Navy SEAL Stu Smith. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a former Navy SEAL. He is an accomplished writer with more than 40 books to his name. He trains people and prepares them to serve in the military, special operations, SWAT teams, firefighting units. He has trained thousands of students. He is a podcaster who hosts a show called The Tactical Fitness Report. He is a warrior, a veteran, a hero. It is a tremendous honor for me to say, Stu Smith, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. All right, Stu, let's do this here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Well, I have two. My daughter is uh, 21 now in college, and my son is 16 in high school. Awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Uh, Well, my daughter was a ballerina for 15 years and still dances in college. Um, She's an engineering major, too, so she somehow finds the time to – tap dance and does ballet on top of it and uh, my son he is big into uh was big into baseball 
plays a lot of basketball, but he's really big into martial arts more than anything else. So, yeah, he's, he's found his way. Very cool. Did you ever get involved with coaching at all, or did you always uh, cheer them on from the sideline? Uh, when they were younger, uh, we had, let's see, basketball. Let's see, what, oh, flag football, baseball. So, yeah, we just uh, – you know, as they all go through the, those phases of testing things out, I think we did soccer one, you know, one year too. So it was been a mix of testing it a lot. But I tell you what, I've enjoyed the most with him is that he is now starting to ask me about working out, and he has a couple of favorite workouts that I've showed him, and he started them with me, and now he's doing them on his own. So he's, I'm wanting him to kind of make that evolution and find some enjoyment on his own without me. But I'm I'm always there to work out with him. And as soon as he says, hey, you want to work out, I'm like, I'm up out of my desk and ready to go. So <laughs> always ready. Good stuff. Stu, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. All right. So I have a fitness business. I, I work out and write about it. Uh, I've been in the business now for 20 years. Ten years prior to that, I was in the process and serving in um, the Navy SEAL program, you know, graduated from the Naval Academy, went in as a SEAL officer, did eight years in SEAL teams. And now I've kind of created a a fitness genre, so to speak. Uh, It has later been named Tactical Fitness. But when I first started, I wrote about military, law enforcement, and firefighter fitness programming. And the way I specialized in it is there was always a fitness test somebody had to pass to get into the training, and there was always a boot camp or academy or selection program or whatever, um, you know, challenge that was in front of them during their training that they had to endure and get through as well. So I created programs to specifically address all the different tests out there, jobs out there, and selection programs. So that's kind of where I've been spending my time the last 20 years, focusing on that group of people who are preparing to serve. Yeah, that's amazing, Stu. And you've been doing this for so long. There's been so many changes in our technology since you started. Uh, I think people are really waiting for the technology to get so good that they can just sit on the couch and watch a fitness video and then grow the muscles organically. (laughs) I haven't seen that evolution head in that direction, but Hey, you know what? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, there's some kind of electrolysis that allows them to do that. Uh, ha- have you seen a problem with fitness since all the technology has evolved or less problems, or is it really just the same? Uh, you know, good question. Um, when I was back in 95, I remember really being um, kind of one of the first guys that was vocal about why are all these teenagers coming into boot camp, the academy, the fire academy, the police academy, um, way out of shape and trying to rely on the boot camp or the academy to get them in shape, right? And so I I would see 50, 60% of the incoming recruits fail the initial fitness test, but then by the end of the the training, they would, 99.9 would all pass it. So but it's kind of working with the least common denominator. So I've been in a, you know, for 25 years now, been really trying to push that pre-training preparation just to relieve a lot of the stress that goes on with this training. I mean, because, one, it's 
it's stressful enough by itself. You, you can eliminate one of the stresses real easy by coming in there in shape. But, yes, it, it has continued to get worse, even from 95. So I, I have seen a, a down, downgrade in in average fitness. And you can look at it. I mean, it's not only with our society in general, but it, it permeates you know, all of the, you know, tactical professions as well. Okay, and I know one thing that's always big with the SEAL community, I hear it a lot from, from you guys, is that you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. How do you kind of do this with kids, though, without it having the reverse effect on them? Uh, for example, I teach CCD and some other classes, and the kids are younger, uh, but sometimes I'll see that a kid is uncomfortable reading out loud, and I really want to call on them to bring them out of that comfort zone, but I'm afraid that it may do more damage than good. So how do you convince these kids to get out of their comfort zone? That's a good question because, I, you know what, I have the attitude of it's not my job to motivate you to serve your country. So, you know, if you don't want to do this, you should consider a new line of work. So I, I kind of play hardball with them a little bit on it, you know, to be honest with you. And when I say kids, you know, they're, they're older. They're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids um, uh, that are getting ready to serve like this. Um, so I, I, that's how I tend to answer that question. But I will say this. Anybody that comes in with a, a will and heart to want to learn and do something, I will give them the shirt off my back and help them prepare. But, you know, like I said, I, I tell people all the time, it's not my job to motivate you to serve. And if I have to motivate you to come here and train with me, you know, if, if I have to do that, you got to think about this. I mean, one day your fitness is going to be the difference between perhaps you living, your partner living, your uh, someone you're trying to save, living or dying and so you know it's that serious and if that doesn't motivate you to want to prepare yourself a little better seriously think about another line of work well said and i know as a former navy seal you're obviously a well-disciplined individual but how did you or how do you handle being a disciplinarian as a father huh you know i have been very blessed i have two really good kids i got I got the daughter I ordered, and I got the son I ordered, right? And uh, they, you know, I would say my daughter is an overachiever. If anything, I have to put a video game in her hand to make help her relax, right? So I'm like, come on, let's let's pull away, let's go relax, and let's try to calm down. So I have that with my my oldest, with my son. It's kind of the opposite. I do have to pull him a little bit away from the video games, but he's at that age now where he wants to get bigger and fitter and stronger. So, um, so it, it, it's kind of I'm letting kind of nature play that course, but I'm also saying, look, if your grades stink, there's no video games, right? If you're not doing something after school, there's no video games, right? You either have to get a job or play a sport after school right and you can't just play video games from three o'clock to you know nine o'clock right yeah. so um there, there are some rules there obviously and, and you know the cool thing about it is I, i've had uh, two kids that you know understand that and follow it um 
And so I'm, I'm very, I'm like I said, I, I'm very blessed that I got the two I ordered. So I haven't had to be uh, the big disciplinarian. And sure, they push their boundaries, and yeah, you know, I think all kids will. Um, and you just have to set it. You know, you have to let them know there is a boundary here of this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, and it and, and it really comes down to communication. They need to understand not only this is what you can't do, what you can do, but why. A lot of people, a lot of people just don't give the why. You know, look, if you just waste your time all day playing these video games, unless you're going to make millions of dollars inventing video games, you're really kind of wasting your time right now. Yeah, good point. All right, Stu, let me take a quick break here. It's time to get a word from our sponsors, and then I'll be right back with more from former Navy SEAL Stu Smith. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Stu, I have four children myself, three boys and a little princess. She's only four years old now, and I am already getting the anxiety about thinking about her hitting that dating scene. So I'm curious, how did that all work out for you being a Navy SEAL when it came time for your daughter to start dating? Um, you know what? Um, she, she didn't get too big into boys in high school. Like I said, she is an overachiever, beautiful ballerina. Loves baseball. In fact, she loves a lot of the baseball guys uh, that, you know, that played on her team or, you know, her school's team. And we would all go watch the games. And um, But, she, I mean, other than dates for, you know, dances and homecomings and things like that, she never really got into dating guys until she left off for college. And then that has been, you know, she, she's over 18 years old now. So I'm kind of letting her play the adult game. And, uh, you know, trying to stay out of it. And uh, I said, if you really want dates, you might want to pull back on telling them that your father's the Navy SEAL, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, she has found a couple of guys that that was rather intimidating, uh, she said. And uh, she said she didn't want to date them anyway if that scared them. So I'm like, all right, good for you. So she, she's looking for a guy that's smart and, you know, is also, a, you know, a tough, you know, tough enough and confident enough to come and shake my hand one day so yeah listen i'm hoping the fact that i've interviewed a few navy seals will be enough to intimidate the guys you know i say hey i know a couple guys exactly (laughs) all right and how do you handle seeing your kids fail Stu? i mean i understand failing is a necessary part of growth but it's tough as a father sometimes to see it happen to your kids uh but how do you kind of respond to your kids when they make mistakes or when they're failing well, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, we, we have, you know, we, we're all going to fail, you know, and I think that is something that you're right. We have to get used to it and we have to bounce back and get stronger. And I think that's the thing that you have to teach them, you know, that, you know, failure is a part of success. It, it really is. I mean, every time you fail, you're going to come back and you're going to figure out the right way to do something, a better way to do something. Uh, and then in the end, it, you're going to be stronger, more resilient to other failures. You know, it's not the failing's not the problem. It's not getting back up and start moving again. And that's the problem. You know, so that, that's kind of how I handle it. Like my kids, uh, my son just had his first big set of finals uh, in high school. And uh, they, you know, they kind of set it up like a college prep, you know, where you just go into school and you take the final. So there's a lot of anxiety involved in this whole process and uh you know he did well on some he didn't do well on others but you know it's 
it's a test-taking skill that he's going to learn how to do a little bit better and come back the next time. I said, look, man, you, you now you know how the test works. You know, come back next trimester and you, you'll uh, you'll figure it out. So anyway, yeah. that, that that's yeah. how we tend to handle it. And I, and I don't make a big deal about it. I, I really don't. I'm like, hon, I fail every day. You know, there's something I screw up every single day, and you, you just got to keep moving and fix it and come back stronger. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think it's really important, too, because that's something that my dad would have hid from me is his failures. I can never imagine my father apologizing to me for anything. Uh, but it's something that I'm definitely more open to, allowing my kids to see me fail. I do say I'm sorry, especially if I punish the wrong kid for the wrong thing. And hopefully that kind of sets a little message to them that says, OK, look, dad messed up and he he, he apologized and, and, and kept moving on. Yeah, and it's OK. It's OK to be torqued for a few minutes. You know, I'm like, damn it. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I screwed up that so much. And then you come back and say, "All right, I got this. I, I can figure it out." You know. And then they see me working on it for a couple of hours, and I come back up and I say, "I got it. Figured it out." And yeah. you know what? And it's funny. My son did the exact same thing last night. He got, he's building his own computer, right? Which is really a cool thing to do, right? I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that, right? And you know, it's all kind of online programs to figure it out. And he's been watching them and studying them and. He got all the parts and put them all together, and he turned it on the first time. It didn't work, and he had to figure it out again and, you know, read up and do some more stuff. And then he calls us all in there, you know, like two hours later after it didn't work the first time, and it turned on and it worked. And we were just all real proud of him, you know, because he got like a $2,000 computer for about $800. Wow. <laughs> so we were really, really happy that he, one, saved us a lot of money. But two, um, you know, figured it out, worked it all out, didn't give up. And uh, that I think those are the skills you want to see in your kids. You know, they're going to screw up, let them screw up, and then, you know, give them the strength and confidence to figure it out and, and move forward. Very well said. Okay, I know you're a big fan of the written word. Your mother was an English teacher. Uh, I know you write extensively. How have you adapted to all this technology? I mean, I know you're big on YouTube and everywhere else online, uh, but the English language, let's face it, has been really condensed with all the text messaging and emails and all that stuff, ebooks. How have you kind of transitioned to this new ebook social media world and all that? Well, I have had to evolve. Absolutely had to evolve. In fact, um, you know, when I first started writing, you know, it was just a word processor type computer that, uh, you know, I wrote a book, I had that published. So traditional publishing process. And then, you know, fast forward about four or five years later, you know, internet's getting a little more popular. People are getting a little more comfortable downloading products from the internet. So I started creating eBooks and downloads and that completely changed my business model. Um, you know, I went from only selling books and getting a royalty check every six months to, you know, selling ebooks in my sleep and waking up in the next next morning with money and, you know, in in my business. And I was like, wow, this is awesome! Amazing. <laughs> so it uh, it you know, that was 2003 when I started doing that, and then from there, I mean, you're looking at 15 years later. It has evolved into you know, social media and social media stores and websites. And, you know, I, I can link downloads into my, you know, social media posts. You know, they can click a button and it goes right to the store and they can download it immediately without even using Google. You know, they're bypassing Google altogether now and finding stuff on social media 
and um, you know, I'm selling things on Amazon, um, uh, YouTube, you know, videos. I make you know Facebook Live videos and YouTube videos, membership programs on the website. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it has completely evolved from, and, and I still write. I write three articles a week for Military.com, and uh, so they they buy my articles, and uh, it keeps me you know focused on doing something you know three days a week you know writing all the time and so and I, and I write about training mainly so and I train kids here for free anybody who wants to serve can work out with me for two hours every day um, for free and it's basically my research and development arm to be honest with you and and uh, get all these guys prepared for whatever journey they're taking and it gives me ideas to write about uh, everybody wins and it's so much fun I have a great hope for the future because I see these young men and women every single day um, that are wanting to serve their country or community, whether it's military, police, fire, um, FBI, uh, special ops, you know, you name it. And, you know, I, people talk bad about this millennial generation, and I don't see it. You know, I see these young men and women coming in and are just selfless, serving people that are just going to make our country so much better in the future. So gives me a lot of hope for the future. So I love it. I, it gives me ideas to write about, and it helps this next generation, you know, with coaching them. And uh, like I said, it, it for me, it, 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 it has become more than a passion. It's almost like if, if I quit doing it, I, I feel like I lost a limb. You know, it's just part of me to that degree that, you know, I, I enjoy it so much. Yeah, wow, that's awesome, Stu. If any of my listeners are interested in joining you in on that training there, uh, what would be the best place for them to reach out and find out more about it? Well, we're in uh, Maryland, so just a little bit north of Annapolis, Maryland. I also coach at the Naval Academy as well. Um, but uh, we're in a little town called Severna Park, Maryland. We train at the Severna Park Community Center. But if you go to my website, stusmith.com, and that's S-T-E-W-S-M-I-T-H, and click the free workouts at the very top, there's a link at the top, bright red letters, says free workouts. That'll give you a little story of what we do, a little video in there, our schedule, our time, uh, uh, when, we, uh, when we train, and just come join us. Like I said, the, the deal is you have to want to serve in some way, it, even if you're just considering it. Hey, you know, I'm a junior in high school, and I'm thinking about joining the military. That's great. You're in. Come join us. Great. I will include that link in the description of this podcast episode. This way, my listeners can just tap the link, get on over there, check it out for themselves or for their kids. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Stu, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Uh, you know what? I, I, I envy them, to be honest. Because I'll I, be honest with you, I love babies. Um, and I, I, I do love my kids as they're you know, adults slash almost adult um, as well. That's a fun time, but they are tiny for so little of your time in your life that, you know, cherish those little moments. Even when it's, you know, they wake you up at 2 in the morning and need some food, you know, or you need to change a diaper, you know, cherish that little moment of sitting there in a, in a rocking chair feeding a baby at 2 in the morning because those those days don't last forever, and uh, eventually you'll be really happy that you don't have to buy diapers anymore, uh, but you're also going to miss it a little bit. 
Awesome. Great advice. This has been a real honor for me. I got to say, Stu Smith, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. All right. Back in just a sec to wrap it up here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Stu Smith for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM on Instagram or hit me on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it into First Class Fatherhood for next week. It's going to be off the hook. I got Mark Bell, Titus O'Neill, a few surprises mixed in there. I hope you enjoy your weekend with your kids out there and bring it right back here next week. going to be exciting. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and